everybody, and welcome to Retro Rewind. Today we are talking about Meikujin de Baba. Alright, yes, uh, from now on we will call this game de Baba, even though I don't know what that word means. It could be a terrible, terrible slur or an angry swear word. I don't know, but that's what we're going to call it because that whole title is a bit clunky. For us, anyway. And with me to talk about De Baba is my good friend Craig. Hello, how are you today? Who, funnily enough, worked on this game. Da-da. Yeah, man, remember back in 87? You were programming for Konami? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. You wanted to be like, I want to make Gradius, <laughs> but they're like, no, nah, we need you on De Baba. <laughs> and you're like, fine, I'll make this weird game about a jumping priest? I think. Uh, yeah, priest is probably mo like if you look at the cover art, it looks like a Buddhist priest type monk or something. You know, like that you have to shave your head. I, I I don't I don't know if they're they're called monks or priests. I've heard both, but I don't know if one is westernized. Like, oh, we just call them priests here. Don't know. Anyway, so Meikujin de Baba, last time I'm saying the full title, was released in 1987 on the Famicom Disk System, and that's where it died. Yeah. Uh, no sequels, no nothing. Now, oh. a little peek behind. Oh, go, go on, you go. Sorry. Well, no, go ahead. Uh, no, I was just going to say de Baba is labyrinth. Oh, that's what it means? Yeah. Jin is temple. And I can't figure out Make You, so I've got Make You Temple Labyrinth. Okay. Uh, well, we can figure this out. Give us a second. <laughs> sorry, I'm really sorry, Dave. That's completely. Uh, that was no, rude. that's that's good. I just thought we've got we've got the power of the internet. Oh. Well, now I've got. Make you being labyrinth, so it's labyrinth temple labyrinth. Uh, okay, okay, so it might not be literal, so it might be like uh, labyrinth temple of the maze or. Oh right, yeah, got you. Hmm. Oh. Okay, so there's a game called Muma no Make You, which translates to Nightmares Labyrinth. Oh. So okay. I'm not sure. Anyway. Anyway, so we found out uh, through vigorous research of 45 seconds that uh, make you, we don't know, but Jin is temple and Dababa is maze. So again, we don't quite know what make you means because the internet, sometimes it's saying it means this, sometimes it's saying it's mean this, and I don't think it's called temple of maze-like labyrinths. I, that wouldn't make sense. So, no. uh, again, we will just continue to call this development. Now, uh, a little peek behind the curtain, not our, our re crack research team doing research, but uh, this was my pick for the year 1987. And 1987 is what we call a banger of a year. Uh, and it's always kind of fun to pick for 1987 because, Craig, are, are you aware of the the holy grail status this year holds in video games? Nope. Um, oh, okay. So, 1987 was the year, and I will keep this brief, but it was the year Street Fighter started. The year Contra started. The year Final Fantasy started. The year Mega Man started. 
the year the Persona series started, the year Metal Gear started, the, the Wizards and Warriors, East, everything was like started in 1987. I, of course, ignored all of that. Because this is a game, like, I guess a little bit of history is there was a game when I was playing through the Castlevania series. There was a game that Konami did that heavily influenced uh, Castlevania, the way Castlevania worked after the first one or second one. Sorry. And that game is called Getsufu Maden, right? And I know that now, but at the time it was something I read on like HG 101 and then forgot. And so I'm like, oh, hey, while I'm playing this series, it'd be fun to play that game that, you know, influenced Castlevania. So I went looking for it and my brain mixed up Getsufu Maden with Dababa. I don't know how, but it did. <laughs> and so I ended up playing this going, wow, I don't really see how this influenced <laughs> Castlevania. <laughs> <laughs> and then later I played uh, Getsufu Maden and it's like, oh, that makes way more sense. So, yeah, this was just something I kind of stumbled into. Um, you, of course, have no history other than programming for it. Of course. So what are your thoughts on this game? Uh, I, I kinda, This is another one that took me by surprise because of the going in blind. I actually quite liked it. So... To get out of the way, most of the mechanics and why I like it, you hop about on a grid-based system, uh, avoiding things, looking for, like, uncovering seals on the ground by jumping on them once or twice, or I, don't, I didn't actually yeah, when, once it out. Yeah, once you jump on a tile, it'll crack, and that lets you know, oh, hey, something's under there. Yep. Um, picking up random objects, and generally trying to uncover as many seals as you can to open a door to go through the door, to get to another level, to find more seals. Uh, I really I really like, I really like it. Um, again, it's something that you wouldn't see a lot of these days. It's quite a, it's, it's an old feeling game. But like Bubble Bobble, I kind of generally like the mechanics. But like, no, and Lunar Pool, so far, I really like what I'm playing. So I, I, was, I was running about, I actually got, I stopped playing it because I got stuck. I couldn't figure it. I kept Was on. it the room? The, there's a room with two doors, and I jumped in one door, and it, it got it sent me to the start um, yep. of the level. And I'm like, I've get, I just, I was just going round in absolute circles. Uh, yeah, yeah. You got to go through a door that's uh, that's on the left, and it's up and to the right. And uh, I, I was kind of hoping you made it through that door up and to the right because it does one of the most dickhead things I've ever seen in my uh, old. Nintendo games, it's like, oh, this uh -huh. is pure Nintendo bullshit. Um, so it's a long horizontal room, and it has tiles laid out in a sort of a fashion, and you're like, okay, you start jumping, and then, bam, the doors close, and the wall starts closing in. And there are seals under those places, naturally, to unlock the door to get out. Oh, but, no. if you're not insanely fast, it covers up one of the seals in oh. probably six seconds. No way. So yeah, it's just like aha, hit oh, oh it's covered. You're you're stuck. And so yeah, that 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 hampered me quite a while until I was like, okay, we're gonna do this. Uh what's interesting about this game, other than what you said, is like you said, you're hopping around, right? If you've ever played Star Tropics, think of the way you move in Star Tropics when you're bouncing on the one tiles. Uh except you can jump one tile or two tiles. Uh, if you hold the A button, then you jump two tiles. 
Uh, and these aren't small tiles. These are big tiles. Like there may be 12 tiles on a screen at one time. Yeah, it, it, beefy. it feels like you're, you're a chess piece or something. Move about on that, that scale of grid. Yeah, uh, enemies are constantly popping in. And you can shoot, uh, I think your default is flaming swords. They look like, you know, that, that, that I think it's it's Indian. I may be completely mistaken. The Kali sword, where it's like a sword, but has all these little flame-like hooks on the ends. I'm not a swordsman, so yeah, it's a sword. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, and I'm not I'm not Indian, so I, I don't know if it was Kali, but uh, yeah. Um, the enemies aren't really there as a block. They're more there to just annoy you and mm-hmm. maybe make you accidentally jump away. Like, I don't know how many times I accidentally jumped away in this poor guy's face as he's falling. He's like, oh, and then he falls. Um, do you find it tricky to navigate this game? Because this game hurts my brain sometimes. No, I... Well, are you meaning in, like, a puzzle sense? Like, oh, yeah, I can't go I, that said, way because oh, I've oh, lost... Oh, I should have held A. I meant to jump yeah. too. There's a few There's a few moments like that, but for the most part, that was the bit that I latched onto the most, was just trying to... It, there's a time element because you're being harassed by guys, so it's not a case of you couldn't stay at the screen and figure out the route. You've got to do things on the fly, which I kind of like that pressure. Uh, yeah. Um, so I, I, by the time it's only a few, I can't even remember how many levels, and it's not many, like maybe five or six levels in or something, till you get to this bit that I get stuck at. Um, and I just I had a blast with it. Like I wish there was more of this type of game. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, like, like I can think of games that, that did, like, the hopping thing, mm-hmm. but none of them after, like, what, I would say, like, PS1 at the latest? Yeah. Just, so, yeah, this is a weird little thing. I don't quite know what's going on with the story, but he makes a very weird face when a girl gets kidnapped. I don't know if he's related to the girl, if it's, like, a sister, if it's a girlfriend. I don't know why Jafar came and took it. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, there's a little opening scene that kind of reminds me of the opening scene from another Konami game we did, Biomiracle Upa. Oh. Where it's just a nice little, oh, here's a setup to the story thing. Yeah, and it's just super quick, and like you're just you just know what's going on, except in this, I'm, I'm with you, I've got no idea. I thought maybe if he's a monk or something, it, was, it wasn't going to be his girlfriend. I don't know why he's hopping. I think it's part of the game mechanics. Well, did he get cursed, and that's why he can only hop? Because he did make that weird face at oh. the beginning. I didn't. I didn't read anything into it other than, oh well, this is the game. <laughs> okay, all right. No, no, that, that's that's a good point. I mean, this is the NES era we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's just like okay, it's this like, is what happens. I don't know. He hops. I don't know. He's a dragon. I don't know. Yeah. He spits bubbles. Whatever. Okay. I, all right, I that's, mean, that's like fair Indiana enough. Jones. Indiana Jones hops when he has to go tile to tile in a corridor. Or if you're playing True. a Tomb Raider or Uncharted, you have to jump tile to tile. So I just took it as being, it's a puzzle. He's been thrown into this temple labyrinth thing and he knows he has to hop from tile to tile. Okay, all right, that's fair. Uh, this Now, now uh, an update to the research. Uh, Craig, can you give me update music? All right. We don't know how, how uh, vetted this information is. But we are getting from our field reporters that uh, Wikipedia translates it as Temple Labyrinth de Baba. 
But when you Google the individual words, it means something different. So I don't know. I know syntax between Japanese and English is reversed. Mm-hmm. I think they go. I think they go verb, subject, not subject verb. I think that's how that works. So I don't know. Again, uh, not much to offer on this this news update. Uh, Craig, can you play me out with the, the update music? But we will continue to keep you updated as the situation warrants. Anyway, so at the beginning of this recording session, uh, I said, Craig, I don't remember what I wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. But I did just remember what I wanted to talk about. So let's, uh, let, let's clean up a little bit with uh, Temple Labyrinth de Baba, if that is correct. And uh, we'll move on to what I wanted to discuss. So this game... Uh, died. Like, uh, I have, there's like no information about this. There is an HG 101, thankfully. And you should read it because it's interesting if you're like in a bathtub or a subway or something where you're like, I don't know, I'll read about this one game that didn't turn into a franchise. But, uh, yeah, it seems like there's no information at all. I can't tell, did it sell well? Did it not? I mean, the FDS was kind of a blue on the radar anyway. Mm -hmm. So... It's tough to tell. And this was the era where nobody was keeping track of anything. I like to think it's because everybody was coked out. <laughs> and they were just like, make a game, man. Yeah. Um, but, uh, have you had any experience with FDS games? I don't remember if we did an FDS game before. Um, I think I, we, I'm pretty sure we have. Uh, not physically, like never never physically, but I, oh, I'm yeah. aware Jeez. of, you know, like the discs, the brightly colored discs, the fact that, you know, in Japan, a lot was released in disc and is only available on disc. Um, like the old Mario, like Mario and all that was released on disc. Yeah. I, I know, Zelda too. Yeah. yeah, so I know the facts. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm sure we've played a game as well because at some point have I not had to change discs on my Raspberry Pi? And I'm like, how the hell do I change a disc? <laughs> yeah, every time that pops up, you're like, oh, what, what, what button was that? <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, well, uh, the reason why I brought it up was all right. So this was '87. We were both like two years old. When did you did because here uh, games were cartridge first, like even Atari for me. It was oh, that's a video game. It's a cartridge. Um, when did like the games can be on floppy disks hit you? Oh, I was. Um, I think I was games on floppy disks first because I was PC really? before it was console. Oh, even like Master System and stuff. Yeah. I thought you were Master System kid. No, I had a master. I had a Master System as well, but I had a really, really, really old. Did I have an Atari or a Spectrum or something? And I had discs. I'm sure I had discs, then cartridges, then more discs. And then eventually, like my first experience with CDs was obviously later on in the 90s. But I think I went discs first. I had a lot of discs. Did you ever do cassettes? Because that's something we never did here. Cassettes as well. Oh my God, you're right. Oh, you're flooding like Dizzy, <laughs> Dizzy on a cassette. I had, I had Dizzy, Dizzy's Adventure Island. God, it's not called that, um, but I had that on a cassette. Oh wow! And that, I mean, I, I've done a little bit of research because, like I said, none of that here. Yeah. And like, I guess, I guess some. I can't remember if they said they're like like AM stations or if they were like ham radio stations. I don't remember. But they actually used to broadcast game code, uh-huh. and you, and you could just that. hit record. Yeah. That is. Bonkers! Yeah, it, it's it's ama- it's amazing. Like it's actually amazing. Um, 
But I, I absolutely remember that. And you used to be able to, like, I had a friend and I could record his games and he would record, you know, like, you could share games by recording them on the tapes. Oh, yeah, that, 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 that to me is like a legal nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So, so yeah, it wasn't probably until, I want to say, when I got, I, I'll say real PC, but I know PCs we had before that were real. It's just uh, probably like 98. Oh, wow. 97. No, because I think it was 95. Windows 95 was my mm-hmm. first like real understanding of how things worked. So, yeah, 95 was my, oh, you can put video games on these things instead of Word documents. Cool. Uh, yeah, so it was it was a long time for me. Because everything was cartridge. I mean, the Atari, the NES, the SNES, the Mega Drive. It was all. And then we didn't have, I didn't have a master system as a kid, so I didn't have, like, those weird cards, like the Sega cards. Uh-huh. So, nope. And, of course, you know, I mean, I saw, like, the TurboGrafx thing with the credit cards, but they're different. Yeah. So, No, because yeah. even, even before Windows... Everything you could get DOS based games, and you could go to like this is back to my going to electronics boutique, buying a big box of 13 um, floppy disks of Ecstatica to play in DOS. <laughs> you know, like that's how that's I, how I do remember went. the please insert disk six days. Uh huh. Disk seven, no. disk eight. Disc, where the hell's disk 13? Yeah, yeah. And of course, this is keeping in mind that you kept your dial a pirate wheel. Instead of, of letting your little brother play with it and lose it, uh-huh. so yep, yep, uh, yeah. So, so for me, it was very interesting that Nintendo jumped on this so early. But many people have done that conversation way better than we ever could. So we're gonna leave that to die, and I'll talk to you what I wanted to talk to you can, about. Can, can I because can, can I say one thing? Can I say yeah. one thing? Because I, yeah, d- sure, I didn't sure, discover. Sure. Sorry, it's just it's just related to that. So I want to get it out. I had never seen until a couple of weeks ago. Actually, I happened upon a photo of a system that I hadn't actually seen before. And it's a combined disk system, NES, all-in-one type thing. So the carts, oh. the carts go on the right-hand side, the disks slot in the bottom left, and the controllers sit neatly in the back. And it's beautiful. It's a beautiful wee system. Oh, yeah, and that little a little cradle yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. That's got, yeah. Um, thank God Japanese apartments are only 15 feet in diameter <laughs> because... Man, I would hate to sit that close uh-huh. with the stupid little joy. I I had a Famicom, but it was more of a uh, not a conversation piece, but you know what I mean, just a collector's item. Yeah. I never actually hooked it up and used it, and because th- those wires, man, so small, so small. But it did have a microphone, which was fun, mm-hmm. I guess, if you were in Japan in the eighties. Anyway, yeah. okay. So what I want to talk about uh, every year we do this. Because we change as people over the course of a year, we or we don't. Uh, you probably should not be the same person you are at the start of <laughs> at the end of the year. But um, I'm noticing something in myself, and I don't know if this is because I'm getting older, or if it's more just well, we have more options now. So, do you remember when we were kids? Uh, let's say ten years old, because that's uh-huh. a nice round number. The way in 1995, or for you, what is it, 93? 94. Thank you very much. Oh, so close. Um, we would look at Atari games. Like, wow, that's insanely primitive. That's boring. Uh, I don't know. Don't you have that? No. Like, do you not think Atari, really? some Atari games were pretty decent? 
No. I honestly, and this is somebody who has extensively explored the Atari library, <laughs> there is nothing worth playing for pleasure on the Atari. Um, historical value, absolutely. But if you're like, I feel like a video game, and you're doing a jaunty little walk, oh, and you're like, I feel like Atari. I'm with uh, you. No, nobody says that. I mean, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. No, no one is going to play it, but I don't. I do think there is some niceness. There's some like in something like Millipede. There's a nice retro feel to the game, and it looks okay on an Atari. Did you ever? Did you ever play Twenty Six Hundred Millipede or Centipede? Probably did. I, I'd like to think that I did. So I'm going to say yes. Um, okay. Well, then let me put it this to you then. Why play that when you can play the actual arcade cab version? Nostalgia, Dave. But nostalgia is the enemy. Oh, yeah, I forgot we've changed nostalgia yeah, is nostalgia. the enemy. No, no, we've always been nostalgia. I've always been nostalgia is the enemy. Uh-huh. I mean, you're all like, oh, friggin' dizzy. <laughs> um, um, to be honest, I think... It is it's probably nostalgia based, like seeing the title screen and seeing it boot up and everything to do with it, it especially if you can get like an Atari controller or something like that, would be all nostalgia based because in reality, I'm just going to boot up the Pi, boot up the arcade version of whatever it is and play that instead. And you know what happens when you boot up Centipede on the Atari 2600? What? You get that great music. <laughs> but that is, is part of it. It's beautiful. <laughs> Don't ever stock a museum, Craig. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, like, like for me, for me, Atari 2600 uh, and 7800 in some ways. Like, yeah, sure, you can't play, what is it, Desert Falcon on the NES. So, okay, yeah, there's some games on there that you can only really play on there. That's fine. Um, there is nothing of value to me since I was like 10 years old in the Atari 2600 or the ZX Spectrum or the, even some C64. I mean, like Amiga. Yeah. Okay. That, that's, that's still good. Um, because they're so primitive. Like, can you honestly say, and we're, we, I, I demand honesty. Okay. <clears throat> From here until the day you die, uh-huh. you're going to boot one up for anything other than historical or nostalgia. Like, because it's a fun game. I will never boot up one for fun. Aha! See? I caught you. I win the argument. But I said, uh, before, <laughs> I said that before I said it would all... I know, I know. <laughs> I feel like I'm on the stand and you're Tom Cruise and you're like badgering. Is it Tom Cruise that's in Jen, not Jenny Maguire? What's that lawyer film? A Few Good Men? Yeah. Is it? Is that Tom Cruise? Or The Firm? Oh, The Firm. Well, the Firm and, and A Few Good Men are Tom Cruise. Okay. One is Jack Nicholson. One is the Quaker Oats guy. Ah, okay. Well, um, whatever film it is, I feel like I'm being um, cornered to say something that I, I don't want to say. So I'm going to stick. And I, while you're being cornered, and I am just a, a down-home southern country lawyer, um, I don't want to get my point misunderstood. 
Like, I'm not going to say nobody should ever play the Atari 2600. Because if, if you're older than us and that was your heyday, sure. Stop telling me they're still good. Stop it. They're not. They're poop. Um, there is a lot good before 87, let's say. Because 87 is where we are now. All of it is in the arcade. 100% of it. Um... And what I'm noticing is, as I'm either, like I said, getting older or newer games are coming out, I'm starting to view the NES this way, which is very strange, because I have a lot of affection for the NES and its games, like Meikujin Dababa. But I'm starting more and more to realize that the times I boot up NES games for fun are starting to get years apart. Like, if we didn't do this show, I might play a game we're going to do later for fun. But I don't know if that's nostalgia fun oh. or just fun fun. Okay. I, uh, and I've never said the words fun fun, but it is fun to say. Fun fun. Uh, fun fun. Uh, so, and, and I've done my uh, deep, like, I want to say at this point, I've played 95% of the NES library just over the years with emulation. And I'm not seeing very many cases where I feel like a video game, I'm going to play NES. And I realize that this is on the internet and saying things like that, no, you're supposed to say NES is amazing, everybody should have one. But being honest, would you ever boot up an NES game for fun? That you weren't doing like, oh, hey, let's play an old game night or let's, let's do an arcade night or something like that. That's getting into that's getting into tricky territory because for me I didn't have an NES so it's are you would the equivalent if you said a Master System okay so would I ever well, Master System yeah for fun for fun fun I've got to get this for fun fun I need to think about this just for a couple of seconds would I put up a Master System game for fun for fun probably not. Ah, that's painful. But I, I see what you're saying. <laughs> I know, right? It feels wrong to say. Yeah, I don't think I would ever... I wouldn't be sitting one day going, I fancy a quick game. Um, Or would I? You see, the thing, well, the, the enabler okay, let- for me is the Raspberry Pi thing. It's not... It's I, I would be scrolling through games, find a, the name of a game, and if it immediately went, oh, yep, I'm going for that. Okay, it, Let's let's put it in realistic context. Uh-huh. Because, yes, when you're scrolling through a Raspberry Pi, yeah, it's like, oh, that looks interesting. I'll try it for 10 minutes. We're uh-huh. not talking about trying it for 10 minutes. Okay. We're trying, you just finished uh, Pillars of Eternity 2. Okay. And you're like, I feel, what am I going to play next? Does Master System ever make that running? No. That's my point. Like, it's always special cases where mm-hmm. I'm playing anything NES anymore. Yeah, it's this, now, it's this podcast, or it's from Nostalgia, or it's... Or I'm playing through a whole series, I want to yeah. start on Mega Man 1. Or, and I mean, I love Mega Man 1 through f- 6. Like, some of my favorite games are in that series. But I have them on newer consoles. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So, and again, I don't know if this is because both me and you, um, well, you more than me in this case, are familiar with the library already. Like, like you're familiar with the Master System library. You're familiar with what was out in 87 mm-hmm. for the most part. 
is it just that familiarity that that lends it to yeah it's there if i need it yeah that's it yeah i suppose yeah because yeah i wouldn't i can't see i can't see any like i'm not going to go and explore the back catalog of nes games because it's past it it's done like that's just not an option for me um yeah i think it is just knowing knowing what's there and kind of like and remembering things but then it just it just all ties back to nostalgia and and reliving something at some point because it was fun when you were a kid yeah yeah which which of course as we stated before is the enemy that is that is no uh we should look at these games in not an objective point of view because that's boring and stupid our objective look at this game would be there's a game where you jump around you shoot enemies you press buttons things happen on that's dumb but like uh where where does your cutoff happen Oh, I, I could in terms of easy jump back to Mega Drive games or um, early to mid nineties PC games without any issue. All right, okay. So, so what you, uh, in this example, you've just finished Harvest Moon Mad Dash, and you're like, "What's next?" Mm-hmm. Do you do you broaden your search all the way back to Mega Drive? Yeah, yeah, I would go. I would go back as far as Mega Drive because Mega Drive was there were fun, especially some one of the upcoming one of my favorite games um which is great i i would easy just go like it actually happened as part of this that's the reason one of the games i picked is on the list was because okay. I, I finished what did i finish um not watchdogs what was the open world game i finished not that long ago <laughs> um you play a lot of them I play, um I play a lot it was what do you call it um watchdogs 2 runabout with a dildo Saints Row. Saints Row. Well done. Jeez. Doesn't take much, does it, to remind someone of Saints Row 3? No, no. You, you can say a lot of weird things and people will just go, oh, Saints Row. Yeah. Um, and that, it was after that, I played I, I played um, another one of the games. And, and that was a Mega really? Drive. Yeah, yeah. Because my, uh, my pie is now permanently set up in the living room. And I got... And it's it's only been in the past few weeks because remember my my woes about an HDMI switch and cables. Yes. I eventually got everything to work where at the touch of a button I can flick between my HDR PS4, I can put it through to the PSVR, or I can press another button and I'm into the Pi, and I've got a wee charging cradle for it and stuff. So it's oh, nice. I, so I, what you're saying is, at the flick of a switch, you could be playing Flicky on the Mega Drive. Yeah, and do you know? Okay. Um, it, it's actually it's a, a habit that I'm starting to see more in myself is I will finish a big game and traditionally I would have dove into what I've got free on PS Plus two years ago that I haven't touched yet and I would I, yeah. it would be guff and it put me off whereas now I've been doing a big game then an old game then a big game and then an old game that's that's a pretty good system. Yeah. That's a pretty good system. It's it's worth uh, a I very rarely finish them. I'll be honest, I very rarely finish them. Um But I, I do play them and I enjoy it and it's just it's pure fun. Yeah. Okay. Like like cause for me, sixteen bit hasn't hit that yet. Like sixteen like I think I beat two SNES games this year. Mm-hmm. Like like I mean, granted, that's an incredibly small number out of whatever number I have. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I should last year when we were recording this. Uh, yeah, I think I beat like two. I beat Breath of Fire and something else that I can't think of at the moment. But um, 
Yeah, like SNES is still in my running. Yeah. But NES has kind of gone out. Okay. I mean, other than like playing the Switch Online stuff with Grimm, like, you know, we, mm. we ripped through all the Mario yeah. games together and, you know, that stuff. But uh, yeah, like, like if I finish, um, I don't know, Transistor, right? I will generally not walk to my older collection. I will walk to my PS4 collection and go, okay, what's next? Yeah. And I had to take control of my slump because I got in a bit of a gaming slump. You did. And my my dashboard on the PlayStation is now set up and I know what order. Things are timed to the point where I've slotted in podcast games like Hitman for... Yeah, a couple Last of months. Year. A couple of months ago now, <laughs> um, <laughs> ahem, uh, I sort of slotted everything in, and I know what I'm doing, and it it helped me a lot break that slump because it, I felt a bit committed, and not in a, a work sense. It's not like a, oh god, now I'm playing this, and now I'm playing. It, it's not monotonous. It's fun. Uh for me, for me, it was switching different, making sure I don't play the same genre twice, unless I'm really in the mood. Like, I, I think if I went from, like, Divinity to Pillars, I would have burnt out on Pillars. But if I went from Divinity to, let's just use your example, Hitman, and then to Gran Turismo, and then back to Pillars, yeah, absolutely. I'm perfectly fine with that. So for me, it's it's a lot more genre control than it is. Uh... But again, I mostly stick in the current gen, and I've always kind of been that way. Whereas, again, I, I can't overemphasize how much affection and I think how historically important all of these things are, including 2600. Like, I mean, if they didn't figure out all that stuff on the 2600 about, you know, the timing of the TV scan lines and all that, if they didn't figure that out then, we probably wouldn't have half of what we have now. But I, I'm, in I'm, terms of I'm fun. The, yeah, I'm the same as you. Sorry to interrupt. But just... Up until very recently, I I was exact. I would stick within the gen, and I would play games that I actively was not enjoying, just to play a game on the place because I can't. I don't watch the telly. I know I keep on making that point. I don't watch telly. I can't do it. I sit and play games, and playing something you don't like, and you've got more of a tolerance for it than I do. It it wears you out. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, yeah. If, if they're they're grind games, mm-hmm. like um. Other than what we're doing next week, I have finished every game I've ever started in my life. What are we doing next week? Can't remember. Five dollars. Oh, the five dollars. I need to ask about the five dollars. Yeah. Uh, so other than that game, I have, uh, to the best of my knowledge, I mean, I didn't start keeping track until about the PlayStation era where I had a little binder and I would write the name of the game. And then I would add little star ratings, Craig, next to each game that I finished. Um, Baby Dave in the PlayStation era had some terrible taste. Um, I probably would slap him. But uh, (laughs) sadly, I lost a lot of those because we've moved like eight times since then. But I really wish I had that binder Uh and been like, oh, that's what Dave thought of that. Okay. Um, But yeah, so for me... A bad game, or not a bad game, a game that I'm not feeling, but I will finish, uh, it is an opportunity for me to watch a TV show while I'm playing it. Not necessarily sit there and just hate what I'm doing. Because I don't want that to happen. Yeah, no, it's, it's rubbish. I completely agree. 
So, listener, if, if you think I'm wrong or if you feel the same or – I'm very curious to see how other people feel about this because people my age and your age, Craig, and I pointed at the screen. Uh-huh. So, me and you, we very much have a tendency to blow how good a game is out of proportion when it's older. Very much so. Like – I'm even getting to the point where I'm starting to look at Stone Cold Classics as, yeah, it's fine. You don't have to play it, but it's fine if you want to play it. Um, And I remember what it was like to be young. I still remember. (laughs) And hear how my parents would talk about old TV shows. And... How great Lost in Space was, or how great you know uh, what's what's a UK show, Craig, that your parents like loved and you watched and you're like, oh, okay. Uh, I don't know. We we always watched telly together, so I can't think of. Okay, sorry. Uh, Monty Python. Um. Uh, EastEnders. Oh, oh uh, Do you know what was a um a decent TV show? The film was very good, but Porridge. Um. Porridge, the TV series, kind of lacked in places. It was Ronnie Barker and, what's his face, Kate Beckinsale's dad. Richard Beckinsale? Mr. Beckinsale. Mr. Beckinsale. Um, Sale. Sale. Beckinsale. Beckinsale. Oh, my gosh. You just ruined the whole podcast. We have to start over. Uh, Yeah. So, and I don't want to fall into that. I think that's a trap that every generation falls into. And I'm trying my damnedest to not do it so i'm curious to see what people younger than us think of these old games when not pressured by the internet with it's a classic right it's great right it's a classic it's classic it's great i'm very curious to see how younger people feel like if we could get like even if it was just a guest episode somebody who's as into games but is like 20 now would be really interesting to talk to them about how they feel about everything from the atari up until what, like PS3? PS3? Yeah, yeah. Uh, because, you know, that would be right about where they were kids. Would be the PS3. Okay, right, yeah. I'm with you now. Um, because we both have children, and we both have children that play video games. Yes. But mine, I think, has been uh, overexposed to where games are nothing to her. She will play Among Us and not <laughs> care about what's on she will play far cry 5 for the 17th time but that's it so she's very overexposed to these aren't anything special they're just games and yours seem to be uh going i almost said the name of your kids which is bad because people will come looking for a shirt (laughs) um (laughs) yours seem to be in that kind of honeymoon phase with games so the youngest child is flirting with games he's three and he likes his Paw Patrol game. Great. He's getting into it. Uh, the middle child has little interest apart from Fall Guys, Among Us, iPad games, you know, fashion designer type games. Yeah. But the older one... Pregnant is, Elsa. Yeah. All, the older one <laughs> is going down the... I got rid of my Switch to become a PC gamer. She watches live stream, like her, her um, thing to watch is Twitch streamers of random games mm-hmm. to try and get into it and stuff. And she's more... I think she's going to end up like an inverted commas gamery. As, as in, like us. Yeah. I can see her going the way of me. 
Uh, beard and all? Beard. Yep. Beard. Um, oh, okay. Cool. It's it's funny because both my kids, uh, the, or the the older kids, one of them has taken to games like I, and the other one has taken to the gym like I do. So they they've completely <laughs> split. But both of them have something to attach to me, which is it's really nice. And then you have the wild card. Oh, he's just a little dick. That's also well, like, I'm see, a dick. Here's my thing. <laughs> <laughs> here's here's the thing. Like like um, and again, this is not any kind of judgment. Jeez, I hope nobody takes it like that. But uh, your youngest is three, right? Mm-hmm. I was playing Mario at three. Yeah. You were playing, I, I don't want to say it, but real games at three. Yeah. But both my kid and your kids, that whole, oh, this is a real game, doesn't click at all. No. It's iPad games are as equal as Mario 3 or uh, Far Cry or anything. Very strange. The older one's just breaking out of it and she's 10 and she is, she's going real games. So she's starting to look through my PlayStation catalog and she wants a PlayStation in a room um, to start exploring. Okay, that's interesting. So she's asked me to make a folder for her of games that I recommend she play. So that's... On ca- current systems or On, on, the, on the PS4. Okay. Um, just All because right. I, I don't, I'm not going to force... Retro and oh no! I I honestly made that mistake. Yeah, I the the first system I gave my daughter, and this was some of because well, it's very hard to destroy an NES. Yeah, but uh, the first system I gave her was an NES because of course, um, boy, we're going really long. Um, of, of course, as uh, games are are important to me, it was well, my daughter hmm, must feel this way too. That was a terrible, yeah. terrible mistake that I made. Um. And I should have just, if you're into it, I'd love to shepherd you through it. If not, then no. So 20-year-old or 19-year-old Dave, boy, what an asshole. Yeah. Um, very much made that mistake of I need to make this as important to you as it is to me. And that was that was bad juju. Mm-hmm. No, no. Uh, so, yeah, I think I think she's just, well, she's going to turn out the way she is. Whatever. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, the, the, the equality. Is because at ten years old, like uh, your oldest, who I almost said the name again. Um, at her age, we were playing PlayStation games. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. So and I mean, I mean, those are in in you know quotes real yeah. games. Oh well, at, yeah. At, at, it was exactly when I was ten. I got my thirteen floppy disks of Ecstatica. <laughs> and you got to see a, a weird bald wiener. Yeah, and I was I was getting my weekly fix of my dad's pirate. PC games and all this kind of stuff, you know. This is that's that was how I grew up. But I that was, it was, it was oh I don't know I don't know. Also a hell of a lot less options. Oh yeah. And when you get a game, you are playing it, and you are playing that game because that is the game you have for a while. Absolutely. I I'm thinking about playing games like that this year, but we'll talk about that again on some other some other podcast. Because yeah, we've been um, talking for four yeah. hours. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I should have waited till we had a really dud episode and brought this up. Um, I can't even remember what episode this is. Make you Jindabai. Oh, yeah. Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> Feels <laughs> like forever okay. ago. So we're going to pause this conversation and pick it back up maybe when we have a dud. Yeah. But um, if you've made it this far, uh, thank you very much for listening. And again, if you have any thoughts on any of the topics that we've brought up... Um, I'd be interested to hear what people say, younger and older than me, because 
the older than us generation has very much gone into this weird niche where they're all huddled in a corner talking about how great Yar's Revenge was. It's very strange. Um, but uh, you can do that at TheBitEffect.com. And uh, I would tell you what our big games are, but I'm sorry. We haven't planned that far out because we're always open to requests. So if you have a request, let us know. Uh, next episode is Craig's Pick, and it is... Ghouls and Ghosts. Uh-oh, I played Ghosts and Goblins. Did you actually play Ghosts and Goblins? No, but but there's Ghouls and Ghosts, Ghosts and Goblins, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, Ultimate Ghosts and Goblins, uh, Dai Makamura. Well, I think Ghouls and Ghosts, because uh, I can't finish Ghosts and Goblins, but I can finish Ghouls and Ghosts, so it's it's easier. <laughs> So, uh, do you want to do the Crypt Keeper on the next episode and welcome boys and ghouls? Or should I? I think you can do that. I'm, I'm just going to stay okay. away. I'm not touching that. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right. Thank you very much for listening, and we will catch you next time mm -hmm. on Super Ghosts and Goblins, Goblins and Ghosts. Slayers! <laughs> <laughs>